0: Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Money Talks. And today we have a very special guest, somebody that I have actually never had someone like him on my show before, which is the uh, someone who's bootstrapped their way as a startup and taken the company public. They are valued at, at almost 5,000 crores as of today. And they've just announced a blockbuster first quarterly result as a listed company a couple of days back i don't think i need to introduce him because he's he's been talked about in every single circle in all the whatsapp forums that i'm a part of uh, the one the only prashant piti from is my prashant welcome to the show
1: well thank you so much thank you so much adrinot for having us over here
0: appreciate your kind gesture and the introduction you gave prashant i mean you've got an amazing story and like i was discussing pre episode i don't think we have enough time to to delve in all the all the tangents and i won't have enough time to introduce you today so i'm going to take you right into the story uh, but yes. i'll just i'll just uh, you know uh, mention a couple of things here that you know prashant launched ease my trip and and most people may not know this but that uh, ease my trip actually has not raised any outside funding at all they have been completely funded by the customer uh, they when they currently valued they're, they're like a 700 million dollar startup I, I would put them in the same league as zerodha Da for financial services is my trip for, for travel because both companies became massive just on the back of their service and their customers. And you know, today, the, 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 the whole point of, of getting Prashant on board today was to discuss how you build a startup, right? In a very yeah. tough and crowded space, in a tough environment, uh, and, and in a place where you know everybody else has burned hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe billions of dollars, and are yet to deliver profitability. So without further ado, uh, prashant i know you're an iitm grad uh, were you the like was was that a dream to be at iit madras how did you land up there
1: oh well uh, to be honest i didn't even know about iit till my 10th standard i oh, wow you know, my one of my cousins you know he gave iit exam four times and you know he couldn't succeed so i asked him what is this why are you you know wh- what are you preparing for exactly is it civil services what is it he said, uh, ho hey, IIT like, what, what do you mean by yourself? <laughs> <And laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's the exact, the only thing which got me interested. Otherwise, I was pretty much into sports. I didn't care so much about my studies uh, till 9th standard. So, you know, I, I used to be a very mediocre student, uh, third rank, fourth rank, third rank, fourth rank, was never in first, uh, you know, the, the first two ranks are the ones which are coveted, right? Right. and i was happy there. you know i was just happy to be in sports uh, so he told me he knew i'm like okay fine uh you know hold my beer <laughs> <laughs> Good one. so then uh then i, I dedicated it to it and then uh, for two years i prepared and I, I cleared IIT. my rank was 358 in the first attempt and uh, and then uh, then you know I, me and my father we went for counseling and in the counselling, okay. <laughs> according to my rank, uh, I could have gotten, uh, you know, electrical engineering in Delhi as well. But I wanted to be as far away as I could from, from the house. So I decided,
0: okay, so Chennai it is. <laughs> and that's, that's where I did my <laughs> Wow, answer. Man, that, that's amazing. And, and, and like you said, you just did it on a whim. It wasn't even like, you know, I know kids who think from the sixth standards or the fifth standards. No, I no, none at all.
1: You know, I got, I was introduced to it just after my ninth exam. That was the first time I
0: even heard the name IIT, to be honest. Wow. And, and, uh, and you, 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 what was your, what was your degree that you took at IIT? I, I
1: studied electrical engineering, B.Tech electrical engineering over there. Okay. And I barely and managed I... To,
0: to pass through it. <laughs> and, and when, did you, did you know when you graduated, right, that you would like less than, uh less than 15 16 years later would be you know would be one of the most valued travel startups in the country and an owner of a listed company well uh this was for sure so i'll i'll tell you that how did i come up over here
1: you know uh just after the graduation uh, all my friends were applying for they they all gave their gre's and other things to basically apply for ms in the us right correct and i was like uh, you know what's the point of doing it uh, they're like the the obvious answer is most of the uh, most of the iit madras graduate at that time used to basically go abroad to further studies and then probably settle over there so i was the one uh, who was kind of not so interested in it i didn't know what i wanted to do but u.s was not one of those things which was calling to me i i just knew that but then uh, you know Capital One, one of the most premier jobs, uh, you know, came to the oh. campus. And uh, Capital One goes to at that time used to go to IIT and IIM, Sony, and put together around three thousand uh, students would give interview, and they would select three mm-hmm. or four of us uh, from all the campuses put together. So a friend of mine told me that होना तो interview de de jaake. <laughs> 3, 000, four thousand what are the odds that you know you're gonna get it right? so yeah but uh, i was lucky enough to get it and then i couldn't back down i had to go to us <laughs> afterwards wow washington dc oh, uh, i i was in richmond virginia and washington dc i was shuttling between them so i i worked over there for about a year and a half then i switched my job i joined hsbc uh, for a year and a half but i was very very sure that i don't want to apply for green card uh, so I, right. I did, and i knew that i had to go back to india uh, this is just a blip in the moment that was something which I knew for sure and Fun uh, fact, you and times, I
0: were both in Chicago in 2006
1: 2008 yes uh yeah we, we talked about it right a bit yeah 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 it's, it's
0: interesting uh, I was in Wicker Park area at that time That's a, yeah. so I, I was you know, yeah you were no no I was in I was in Michigan and Randolph close oh, to downtown okay. yeah great, great. Uh, so so yes. but, you know you you What, what, like, you know, you spent about three years, you know, in, in, Mm -hmm. in, in what you would call an MNC and, and, and a established organization. How, Mm -hmm. what, what do you think those three years were important? You know, when you became an entrepreneur, what was the importance of those three years in your overall journey? Or was there any importance at all?
1: So I I did get to learn a lot about corporate cultures and, you know, while, while being an employee, I also got to know what all people, at least I was aspiring from my boss. So right. I, I learned that particular bit that as an employee, what exactly are you looking from your boss? So that 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 learning I think I'm carrying forward, and also some some of the financial things like what is NPV, how to cal- uh, calculate LTVs, and all those things. So all That's those right. things are uh, the learnings which which of course I carried forward, uh, and uh, you know of course some uh, some something related to customer services as well, and how to how to build a big brand. But I didn't know that all of that would be put to use one day, right? So yeah so while i was working for hsbc my two younger brothers nishant and rikan they kind of started ease my trip um, in the in the early part of 2008 and uh, you know i just knew that uh, i i don't want i didn't want to survive in the us i knew that india is calling and most of my friends uh, who basically went uh, went to capital one along uh, excuse me along with me from various iits and IMs. most of them probably decided to apply for the green card by that time so I, I I chose not to, and uh, when Nishant and Rikhan started this company and the company took a shape, I decided to quit and move back to India. Uh, that that's how the journey began.
0: And I think the, and, the, the reason why your younger brothers started the company, there was a personal uh, episode that took place, yes, right? And yes, if you yes. could share with us, why why did you guys start? My... So <laughs> this this is very interesting. So
1: basically, uh, my father he was conned by a travel agent. And he, he didn't, he, you know, uh, my brothers, they got extremely pissed because they could see the rates on the internet and stuff like that, right? And they thought that, you know, there is, there are so many travel agents who might be conning regular people uh, like this. So actually in 2007, they started a travel agency uh, with the name of Duke Travel Agency. This is all the business We began as a Duke Travel Agency. The name of the company was Duke Travel Agency, nothing related to Ease My Trip. Ran it for a year and then understood so many pain points a travel agent goes through. Achha. And then we started, they, they started Ease My trip to solve those pain points of a travel agent. Ease My trip was started by understanding the pain point of a travel agent, by being a travel agent for a year. And that is how Ease My Trip solution was so beautiful on the day one you know when you actually have felt that pain of the need for the product then it is so much easier to create it isn't it very true mm-hmm. so so they started Ease My trip as a software which travel agents can use to maximize their profit to maximize their profit so for the for the two and a half to three years this is exactly what Ease My trip did we were not dealing with customers at all we started dealing with customers in the mid of 2011 before okay. that, we were only a B2B company and in the hindsight, I think, had we made any other move, I wouldn't be sitting in front of you. See, that Why three you years, you okay. those three years, we were not competing against Make My Trips, Yatras or Clear Trips of the World. We were building our technology, we were building our operations, we were building our relationship with the airlines. Doing whatever we are doing even right now, but not directly to the customers, to the travel agents. And that is why we didn't have to spend money on marketing, we didn't have to give any discounts. We were we were running on very cutthroat margin at that time, but profitably. And we kept we kept on building our base, our fundamentals, which is the technology, the operations, the relationship with the airlines. And after three years, we felt like we are ready to open up ourselves for the regular consumers. Now, if we started this as a B2C company on the day one, we would have been crushed. We would have been crushed by these big giants. You know, we wouldn't have existed. And when I moved back to India, I started approaching, uh, I approached three or four VCs to, to, uh, to tell them that, okay, this is our vision. We want to be a B2B company. And then maybe later on switch to a B2C company. But then the investor's thought process at that time was, it's too late for B2C already. So Definitely. if you're going to come years later, it's going to be even further late. And B2B is anyways dying. Travel agent will die one day. This was their thought process because of which we got passed four or five times. And then we stopped trying after that. We okay. just stopped
0: trying. We said, fine, And eventually, like what do you think was that secret sauce that actually clicked like even when you went b2c what was the mm-hmm. secret sauce that because you know even when you went let's say in 2011 12 make my trip and 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 uh, you know clear uh, clear trip and and go i vivo. i mean they, these were all yeah, very uh, well funded and, and, yeah, yeah yeah very well funded and growing big right but what was right. the secret sauce that you brought to the table that was that you know even for the customer segregated or created a USP compared to everyone right. else
1: so at that time, we analyzed that what is one thing which we can do absolutely right, which all others are not doing. And at that time, we realized that everybody else is charging convenience fees to the customers. Hmm. Now, we all get, including them, we all get some commissions from the airlines. And see from our perspective, we were getting commissions from the airlines. Let's say we were getting six, seven percent commissions from the airlines. We were keeping one, one and a half percent for ourselves and passing the remaining to the travel agent, right? At that time. Okay. So we we learned how to manage our business in one one and a half percent commission at that time. Hmm. And then we we thought that okay, let's open up ease for regular consumers. Okay. And at that time, we saw everybody else was charged over uh, you know, over and above the commission they get from the airlines, they were charging convenience fees. So we thought that, hey, you know, what's the point of charging convenience fees? Up to 7 percent airlines, what's the need for us to charge convenience fees? see we did not make operations as heavy as they did we mm. made our operations as per the business environment of a software company which is selling software to the travel agent in a way right so our operations were extremely lean at that time we were doing business of about 300 crores in the middle of 2000, 2011 just and for the travel this is all bootstrap agents. this is all bootstrap never raised any money this is all put together we, by that time we must have put in uh, No, we started with uh, 5 lakh rupees investment and, um, you know, we may have put by that time about 40, 50 lakh, we we took some loans and on the basis of that, we, we reached till 300 crore uh, turnover, but that turnover, you know, to be honest, wasn't that difficult. We were dealing with about 2000 travel agents. We were not dealing directly with the customers, right? So these were the customers of a travel agent. So, but the business was about 300 crores and because of that, we developed deeper relationship with the airlines and we thought that hey what's the point of charging this convenience fees you know so from the day one we didn't charge convenience fees and even till today we give customers an option not to pay convenience fees so it's been 11 consecutive years where customers have tried and tested Trip multiple times to see that we usually come cheaper compared to our competitors because we don't charge convenience fees, this
0: convenience road fees
1: road. yeah this convenience fees hmm. is not a small amount it's basically you know, at that time, it was 150 rupees per passenger. Right now, it's 300 rupees per passenger. So it's a 300 multiplied by four passengers if four passengers are flying. So it's a 1200 okay. bucks. In that sense, right? So this is what we have kept as a strategy from the day one till now. And actually, it's not just about money. If you think about it, this convenience piece portion comes in, in the last, the very last leg of your booking. Once you select your flight, you select your seat, you select your meals, you add your baggage, you enter your name, you enter your co-passenger's name, mobile number, email address, blah, 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 blah. And then you see a payment page, payment gateway page, and then the convenience fees portion comes in. And by that time, it's too late for the customer, right? Hmm. So customers, we are providing them a feeling that they're not cheated at trip See, a cheating is a cheating, whether it's 1 rupee or 1 lakh rupee or 10 crore rupees. I'm sure you can also relate to it. Yeah, so, very true. So this is the feeling for which customer feels like at least I'm not thugged at ease my trip. Whatever price they show in the beginning is the price what I end pay. They don't They don't revise the price just because I'm logged in. So hmm. because of this, our repeat transaction rate is 86%. How do I define 86%? Uh, over the period of two and a half years, see a uh, regular uh, middle class Indian travel once a year, right? So, we have taken a period of two and a half years. Over the period of two and a half years, if there were, let's say, 100 customers who have used East my trip 86 of them would have at least made two transactions on East my trip 86 of them would have made at least wow. two transactions. So, we, we have created a virtual cycle because of which our company clicked. The virtuous cycle is we have kept our operations extremely lean, extremely frugal. Because of which we can afford to not to charge convenience fees. And because we don't charge convenience fees, we get users via word of mouth. And users retain with us. And because of this, we don't have to spend much money on marketing. And then again, our operational expenses are reduced. Yeah, so this I understand. Is the-,
0: this. the entire team is about less than 400 people. That is correct. We have three hundred and seventy people put together. Three hundred and seventy people. Wow! And and you and 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 currently you you're the top airline booking uh, agent. So in, we are in the, the second largest.
1: We are the second okay. largest uh, for air ticketing booking. Uh, of course, uh, Make My Trip is above us. Uh, uh, Yatra, Clear Trip, and all uh, we have we have left them behind. In
0: this. So so w- when you when you were looking at let's say all throughout and maybe even two thousand fifteen was a very you know big. Uh, funding moment in the travel industry oyo became big and then suddenly you had all these guys raising hundreds of millions of dollars did you at any point feel you know maybe we shouldn't we need to go back to a vc we need to raise money so, like or how are so they raising money and why are we not
1: correct correct and i'll be very honest those kind of insecurities kept coming in you know all over the period of time when we see big headlines of this person raising so much money this person raising so much money and also the insecurities and also the doubt that if this person is going to have so much money how are you going to beat them how are you going to continue to mm. beat them right. so all these things kept on coming and you know for the uh, in 2008 when we approached them we we didn't get much headway but afterwards we did keep get we we got approached by quite a few vcs over the period of time so we, we got approached by quite a few vcs uh, but the deal which we usually were getting on the table is not something which we could understand See, okay. we were okay. growing at 50% year on year and we were growing profitably, right? Now, in this way, when a VC comes to us and say, hey, if I give you a $20 million check, how are you going to use this money in one and a half year period of time? Hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to put this in FD. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know much. I don't know what else can I do. I'm growing pretty good. I'm growing profitably. Uh, we're like, no, you have to grow faster. I'm like 50% growth is pretty good. And as long as we are growing profitably. So hence we could never come to terms uh with, with any VC. Uh, you know, we we were fine to we were okay to even sell some of our our own shares. But then but most it, of the costs yeah. which we got were related to. The money should go to the company, and company should utilize it in a period of year and a half, two years, two and a half years of period of time. And we just wanted to be true to what we were doing. We knew that we were going at some direction. You know, we have we have chosen a completely different route, which is to grow organically, grow via word of mouth. And uh, to be honest, I think uh, I think in the hindsight, it's great that we didn't put too much money on marketing. And I'll tell you why. Mm. See, if I if I you know. If I paint the town or if I excuse me, if I if I go on and drum drumming my beat saying that, hey, we don't charge convenience fees, we don't charge convenience fees, I don't think so. Users or the consumers will take us seriously. They they probably would think that, hey, convenience mm-hmm. fees are not transaction fees are not Whatever, mm-hmm. right? But when when you get when your friend tells you that Easmatrip is better because they don't charge convenience fees. You believe him, right? You understand that there's no malefied interest. He's just a friend. So Correct. a gr- a growth via word of mouth is much, much more powerful than to give you an idea. You know, in FI twenty, we spent twenty-seven crores on marketing, okay?
0: And okay. grew at
1: forty three percent from FI nineteen till FI twenty. We grew at forty three percent from FI nineteen to really FY20 by spending twenty seven crores on marketing. What okay? was the
0: revenue at, at FI twenty? Like Uh, FI20, the gross GMV was 4200 crores. Okay. With a 27 crore expenditure. 27 crores expense
1: as a marketing. While the industry leader spent 1260 crores. 1260 crores on marketing and they grew at 18%. So, and of course, our base is not as high as theirs, but still it's not as low anymore. So, Hmm. You know there's definitely something more than maths over here you you once you have given customers a sustainable portal where they have always gained some amount over the period of time, then they just get habitualized to that particular product and' then, it's, it's just that so uh, I, I really think that uh, the marketing budgets and your growth need not be correlated
0: at all It's very interesting like like you provided a service you know i didn't see any i don't remember seeing too many ease my trip ads on tv right no, but yet I you kept growing on that, except for yeah. one or two times yeah and yet you kept growing you kept growing you kept growing so what were you where were you spending your marketing dollars or marketing rupees very simple
1: performance marketing if somebody was searching ease my trip on google our name should come on top something like that you know uh, the in on the advertisements or if somebody searching delhi bombay flight then, then these huh. metropaths should come. So, stuff like that. Very simple performance marketing, no branding, only the performance marketing. Most of the money goes to the Google or Facebook. That's about it. Wow.
0: So,
1: a very, very simple down-to-earth approach. We tried, you know, we tried doing some uh, advertisements on print. You know, uh, we printed half a page advertisement once. We didn't see any change. So, we chugged it. We like, okay, we don't want to do any branding. We understand that there's no value. So, we we tried it in the year 2016 and won very lately for the IPO time, during the IPO time. Again, uh, you know, we we, we we got reaffirmation that, you know, marketing is not something uh, which brings you customers. No.
0: I also I also realized that, you know, that uh, the, the CSR, you know, is very well regarded at, at ease my trip. I believe you've done something with empowering the frontline agent, right? And, and that has led to a massive change in the customer experience because, you know, usually experience mm-hmm. with customer service has not been great. I mean, that's one of the pet peeves, regardless of whether you're dealing with an airline or an OTA, right? Mm-hmm. Usually that, that, is, that is a pain point of an experience. Right? Yeah, absolutely, but yeah. you, you but, and I think you figured out a way to solve that. Like what did you, Where did you, what was the issue and what were you solving? So the basically
1: the problem, uh, okay, let's talk about how many times customer actually needs support. A customer needs support when he's trying to reschedule his flight or cancel his flight, right? And when does a customer reschedule or cancel his flight? There must be some distress, right? Or change of plan that must have come because of which they are canceling or rescheduling their flight. Now the customer is already in painful situation and Mm -hmm. it's our job for, and you know, this happens only 10% of the time, 90% of the time, you just book the flight ticket and you fly and you don't need any service. Only 10% of the time you need a service. And that too is your stressful time. Now, we understood that this is the time where most of the companies are focusing on the 90% but not the 10% time when the customer, but if you take this 10% over a period of long time, then almost everybody has fallen into that category once, right? So, True. imagine if you're using EZMATRIP, over the period of five years, you might give me only one opportunity to serve you, right? And True. hence, I should, And hence, I must do my level best to serve you at that time now at that time you know uh we, we used to pick some calls randomly ourselves as well right and we and you know just to understand what the customers is going through and at one time we understood that customers are re- mostly the customers are in distress situation at that time they are asking for an exception they know by the rules they may not get money from east matter because you know as per the rules the cancellation charges are so and so and so right it's it's the standard practice airline takes some cancellation charges all the companies uh, ots take some cancellation charges and then you're refunded so we realized that whenever a customer is in a distress situation and they were making they, they've made some special plans for themselves like they want to go on a honeymoon or it's an anniversary or they want to surprise somebody in those mm-hmm. special cases and if they have to and since it's a special case they are not a regular flyers you know they, they've actually uh, take a lot of brunt and they, they, they might be o- overspending for that particular occasion so True. in those cases uh, we realize that we we must do whatever best we can do but the thing which has happened was let's say a, a frontline executive he picks up the call and he understands the situation that he you know it was my anniversary and i can't I can't go because of blah 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 reason my my husband is sick can you please uh, you know can you please request airlines? To not to charge me uh, to not to charge me cancellation fees, right? Now that okay. person will tell their manager, and then then their manager, then their manager, or ease trip also to let go of uh, the cancellation service charge which we charge, right? Now we found that the the intent was lost in the translation. You know, as as the hands kept changing, uh, to the to the VP level, the information was somebody is asking for uh, for cancellation of uh, refund, as simple as that. So, you know, that's that's the information VP would get it. And uh, you know, and hence the VP will deny it. The VP level will deny it, like any business. So this is what we did. We thought that, hey, let's let's make a kitty. Let's make a kitty for our uh, sales executor or front uh, support executor, and this kitty is going to be proportionate to our profitability. Uh, I will not okay. be able to share that number right now, what that number was, but it's a proportionate to our profitability. And any front, any you know, call center executive can take a call that if the kitty is available, they can on the phone itself, give a voucher to the customer of that amount. Of that or wow. a lesser amount. So he doesn't need to take any permission from anybody. He can just take a call right there and then from the kitty. And and basically help customers on the basis of uh, on the case to case basis, and then later right, as you I, grew,
0: that kitty also grew.
1: Then, of course, of course, it's a it's a it's a function of our GMV. It's a function of our uh, profitability. It's a multi, uh, you know it's a percentage of the profitability. Yeah. So it kept growing. So this really really empowered the entire team that they can actually solve problems right on the phone, and you know it created a humongous amount of wow
0: experience for the customer. Uh, which which really helped uh, build our brand. And how is it like working with your three, you know, three of you guys with your two siblings? Like how mm-hmm. because you know there's a family relationship and there's a professional relationship, and you're running this massive thing called Ease My Trip. Like and how how are you guys maintaining that that balance? Because and it's very important not just from a startup angle, but even so for so many family offices. Uh, mm-hmm. That that you know have people uh, their uh, next gen working so, together. How are you keeping it keeping yourselves together?
1: So of course, uh, you know we, we do have a fair bit of share of uh, disagreements with each other. Uh, that happens all the time. Uh, being brothers, it happens probably more often than not. I would say that way. Uh, you know uh, it happens, but however, we have kept one very single policy between us. Uh, That that has really helped. And to be honest, I I say this to my staff as well, um, our team members as well, which is uh, to treat complaining like a baby. Mm. Now, and, you know, imagine that we all are parents of of a baby, right? And if anybody has been a parent, they will understand that when it comes to the baby, there is no ego. If one parent is saying something and that thing is logically correct for the baby, then you step back and say, yeah, you're right. Let's do this for the baby. As simple as that. You know, you don't experiment on the baby just because you are saying so. Isn't it? Correct. Like, Correct. Uh, you know, for, for my baby, if, I, if I'm if i saying something and my wife says something else and now I'm thinking she's right, then I'm going to keep my ego aside, ego aside because, you know, it's the future of my baby, right? So Correct. if you start thinking company also in that perspective, that the company is a baby and you're nurturing the baby together as a parent then the ego equations actually really, really vanishes. You know, and this is the best way uh, which we found out to, to, to remind ourselves that we are raising a baby together. And there shouldn't be any, it, the, whatever disagreement should happen, they should happen because of the merit or non-merit, the not because of the
0: ego. And that's, it's, it's so amazing that how this dynamic is working out. Like, what was the role of your parents in creating this dynamic, it's just that it's just the three of you, or do you have a sister as well? No, it's just three of us. Um, right.
1: so, so for, for us, you know, we come from an extremely humble background. Uh, yeah. Yeah. uh I would say I have spent uh, most of my childhood in one room where it was five of us. So, so you know, we, we come from an extremely humble background. Uh, you know, our father. Was a businessman but you know he made sure that we we had whatever comfort he could provide but we come from an extremely humble background and uh, you know this was always there for us in in our minds that we are going to stay together thick and thin uh, and that that feeling was there since forever and uh, as as a parent i think what we have seen from our father is that whether we have had bad days or good days or mediocre days it was never a day when somebody had to call my father to since he was a businessman there was never a day when somebody had to call him for the money he may be calling a lot of people to get uh, the credit which he is given back but as no. soon as he get any money in his hand he would be the first one to just go and distribute it and not let anybody call him so this was one of the things which you know we really really learned very and it's imbibed in our you know our dna that you know we should do our business with as much as integrity we can and we should we should not let anybody follow
0: up for the money for sure that if somebody has if, you know this this is just what this is just the way we grew up so in in that set, in that sense covid 19 first wave would have been quite a quite a, uh, a deep impact on the overall business <laughs> oh yeah we didn't know uh, uh, what
1: what we were, uh, you know, what, what was coming, right, at that time. In fact, uh, for us, uh, it was a double whammy. Uh, you know, we were almost about to IPO. Uh, our mm-hmm. initial IPO plan was uh, March 2020. And, you know, this March 2020 date was set in December 2018. So, from December 2018 till March 2020, we were preparing for the IPO all this while. And February 2020, we sorry January 2020, we hit the road. We met investors. We got blockbuster response from the investors, and we were about to IPO. And then COVID happened. So it, it like put all the efforts we you know it actually screwed up all the efforts which we put in for almost about a year or slightly more time frame. Wow. So okay. so we we took a call at that time that we will postpone the IPO indefinitely. I called up the investors I met. Uh, who wanted to put in money i said like, hey it's written on the wall that the covid is coming in india and we can't go out we can't go public in such murky environment so i, I took the call you know uh, i i made the calls to most of the investors and told them that we are postponing this indefinitely and then in december 2020 came uh, you know the covid wave was down uh, it was almost like business as usual uh, the the numbers almost came back to pre-covid level and then we thought okay let's let's fiddle with the idea of going back to the investors and we we again got phenomenal response from them they're like yeah uh, let's go for it and then 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 the process started and in march 2021 we were able to uh, go public
0: but again so we, didn't know the a... we had no so, idea so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean that was that was toward the end of march yeah <laughs> So so, so yeah, tell yeah. tell me a little bit about that moment. Like so, you said December two thousand eighteen. You guys decided to go public. What was what was that conversation about? And, and before we get there, do want to ask you one thing? I realized your IPO, even in that you didn't take the money inside the company, right? It was it, it it so it was a it was an IPO where you it was more like a secondary sale of your shares. Correct, correct, correct. correct. And you didn't correct. take any money. I mean, so there literally is even today. Technically, there is no investor money. Yeah, as a as a a listed five thousand crore company. Yes, it's. What's the aversion to outside capital, Prashant? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: at the time of the IPO, the company had two hundred crore cash sitting in the FD format. It's it's literally sitting in the FD. And now, if we can't do justice to that two hundred crore, why should I take any more money? It's sitting in the FD, right? So as simple as that there is no need for the company to take any additional money the company is cash rich and uh, I, I i i wouldn't be able to answer investors if i were taking any money in the company what would i what would i
0: do with it i i actually don't have any answer to so yeah. uh, and it's it's amazing i mean this is amazing you start a company with 5 lakhs of your own cash 50 lakhs in debt pretty much and, and you know 15 years of effort right let's not forget that and you create 200 crores of cash on the table, and obviously, uh, uh, even if you count the the, ex, uh, the IPO proceeds, it's a pretty hefty sum. But you still own 75 percent of this company; it's still your company, right? In every sense of the word, yes, you have outside investors, but like for for the startup founders listening in, right, this this is a completely alien concept, right? This is like, how do you do this, right? And <laughs> I want to like if somebody's starting out like what would you tell them that should they not go out and raise capital I know you've become an no, angel. No, we'll no. come to that story I, as well I yeah. wouldn't I would
1: I wouldn't say that at all
0: uh see
1: Vc money is a great money to solve your teething problems it's a great money to solve your initial problems but you cannot develop a habit to use that money as a part of your p l hmm that, that is my take you know vc money is a great money as long as you are solving your teething problem for first 3 years 4 years 5 years to to basically get to some place while you are while you figuring it out right and my take is that just because there is so much of abundance of vc money you should not exploit it by doing a lousy job of not managing your peer i in the meantime started another company uh, near group you know it started as a hobby i was able to raise money from the us uh, there were some US-based in, investors. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get into why it didn't, you know, there was some problem with the Facebook because of which, uh, you know, it got killed in the middle. Otherwise, you know, we, it was going somewhere. But anyways, I knew that that company is, for that company, I would not be able to manage the p unless I it. get another and uh, And I just chose not to. I said, I knew that with that money, if I can make a sustainable business, I'll continue, otherwise I won't and uh, that the company is basically getting shut as we speak.
0: Wow. And uh, so, so let's talk about that moment. So you decide in 2000, December, 2018, we're going to go public, right? Uh, no, it, was, and, it, it, and, wasn't, it
1: wasn't that we decided that we will go to public. I'll be honest. It was so, a couple of bankers, investment bankers who approached us and they put ideas in our head, like, uh, <laughs> you know, Hey, you're cash rich and you're an internet company, very unlike combination uh why don't you go public i'm like tell 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 me more about it and they're like uh, you know you need to be profitable for the last three years there are some criterias which you clearly meet and you seem like a great uh, you know candidate to be to go public i'm like do you think so He's like yeah for sure I'm like fine let's talk about it i'm like uh, okay we we don't need money in the company like that's fine you don't need to take money in the company
0: like sold let's talk about it and that's how the process <laughs> <is>. <laughs> and so december to, so fy FY 18 is basically or oh, fy 19 sorry is when this whole conversation started about going uh about about this ipo process so and and i mean i'm i'm uh, absolutely sure your father's a very proud father of having you know you guys create this company but what was that moment like when you when you finally got investor interest One year, IPO well ipo be Right. I mean, all all the trouble you could have is happened. You were in the industry hardest, still still struggling. I would say ninety percent right. of the players are still struggling today. Right? right. And you you do an IPO, which is also a blockbuster IPO. Right. Uh. And and you know, you go public March 2021. Right. And, and overnight, you you know each one of you guys is worth over a thousand crores. Right. If you just even if you just divide it equally between the, each one of you guys. What was that moment like like you know to look at each other going you know what dude, do you know what they fifteen years some calm current and and, and and here's the result is, you know we we're worth we worth so many zeros you can't put them together in in an excel sheet <laughs> in an excel cell. so, uh, so what no, was to, that be moment honest, like? to be honest
1: it, the money is not something uh, you know many people I meet uh, these days saying that, hey, why are you liquid? why do you even look worried? You should be so oh. calm, you should be so relaxed why do you, why what are you what's making you worry now? And to be honest, nothing has changed. I, I really, really mean it when I say it. nothing has changed. We thought that things probably will change, but nothing has changed. In fact, now we feel slightly more responsible towards the money which we have raised and to the shareholders. Uh, you know, last three days of my timelines were extremely jam-packed, meeting various investors, you know, media, TV interviews, and whatnots. And to be honest, we we just feel a little bit more responsible and. This money thing doesn't even come to our mind. To be honest, beyond beyond a certain number, money doesn't even matter. You know, after Correct. after it's just another zero, and it doesn't really matter. What matters, what's what's firing us up right now, is that hey, I'll give you some numbers uh, which will which by which you may be able to relate what we are feeling. Um, I'll compare ourselves with the industry leader. Okay. Uh, okay. So okay. in fi nineteen, industry leader was five point six times bigger than us. In selling air tickets okay, okay in fi19 in fi20 they became they remained 4.2 times bigger than us in selling air tickets in fi21 which we just concluded they they were 2.7 times bigger than us in terms of selling wow. air tickets. so from 5.6 to 4.2 to 2.7 as per their financials right now that's what is keeping us worried like uh, how do we how do we overtake them what what would be the time period when when that's going to become 1x right is what we are looking forward to and that's that's what keeping us
0: charged or 0.9x for that matter yeah. <laughs> if if you know let's let's look look, at, look back at this journey you know 15 16 years uh, if if you could do it all over again Right. And, and what would be two things that you wish you would have done earlier or faster or better uh, in the last 15 or 16 years? Sure. So, uh, my
1: trip only had one near death moment. That That's was right. in the month of September 2008. I just moved back uh, from the US to India. And, uh, you know, one of the travel agents to whom we were we, we were serving, he basically used fake credit cards. To make tickets worth of twenty six lakh rupees, and uh, we lost that twenty six lakh rupees overnight. Like it happened overnight, and wow. uh, you know, you know, it was like uh, at that time I was at that time I was sure that I made a mistake and I should have not quit my job and I should beg my boss to go <laughs> back to US again. And, uh, you know, but but the sanity or insanity prevailed, and uh, we you know. We said, okay, fine, let's let's try it one more time. And let's make sure that we don't, this does not happen again. And uh, we, we did make sure that doesn't happen again. So, I guess I'll go back to that night and make sure that we don't get caught for that 26th <laughs> time.
0: <In the laughs> I will say but, that, right, but it still pinches, you know, that, that moment still pinches. So, but the good thing is, you know, b- both of these events, you know, your father getting conned and obviously this is the second con. I mean, if, if your father hadn't gotten conned, I don't think the my trip would have existed. Oh, yeah. but no pain no, no, we wouldn't
1: have even known th- about this line. We wouldn't even have, uh, you know, my brothers wouldn't have tried Duke Travel, uh, you know, travel yeah. agency. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't be sitting here for sure. But this con didn't really help us as much, you know, <laughs> we wish. But uh, <laughs> this was like a near-death experience um, at that moment. Where you know uh, there was a lot of disappointment uh, within ourselves, within the family, for what has happened. Uh, you know, but but yeah, that's that's definitely one moment where we would go back and uh, change change the time.
0: So tell me, how does the how does the Pithi family actually travel itself? Right? How do you guys take vacations? Because it's a joint family, everyone's in the same business. You know, like how do you decide where to go? <laughs> and what are well, the conversations uh, like are you guys always discussing train tickets and, and uh, railway tickets uh, sorry, train tickets and, and airline tickets at the dinner table how is it like so I guess yes I would
1: say that the, the family since the entire family is running one particular business uh, more, more often than not or you know we may want to control those conversations but it happens naturally you know over the dinner table or in each other's room we talk about business most of the time uh, even though uh, we we try to limit that conversations, uh, but it happens. It's it's a matter of fact. Uh, for for our travel related thing, you know, we uh, being, being in this industry, we kind of know a little bit about travel. So, you know, it's it's something which uh, I I we all actually have different taste. Uh, I my taste is personally to go in extremely offbeat locations, uh, where where you know for miles you you I may not be able to see anybody. Uh, those are the kinds of locations where I would want to go. Uh, my my two younger brothers, they, they they are more of a city person. They want to enjoy, they okay. want to club, they want to party. So uh, but sometimes I pull them along,
0: sometimes they pull me along. So that's that's how we travel. <laughs> and where do you see now? Where do you see uh, ease my trip in the next 10 years, right? Uh, you know, you have finished twenty you've finished 15, 16 years, you've got a 25 year anniversary in about nine years from now. Uh, mm-hmm. So where do you see that, right? So, so we actually like we actually did our thirteenth
1: anniversary, um, you know, a few days ago. So we, okay. we you so know, another, previous, previous, yeah, another twelve years, yeah, half Another twelve years, yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, being a public company, I don't think so I'm allowed to talk about where, where do
0: I <laughs> want to see myself. Uh,
1: you know, twelve years from now, my expectations are very high, but. If I say those aspirations right now, I think Sebi is going to come
0: after my life. So I may not (laughs) be able to say it. (laughs) But But, but but yes, uh, you know. As as my trip, are you looking at, you know, like if you you think about 12 years from now, do you continue to be in travel? Do you expand? What do you you think would be the So so There is so much on the table right now.
1: There is certainly so much on the table. Uh, You know, I I think this is just the beginning where we are at. Uh, You know, um, basically our market share in air segment is somewhere around 7.5 percent right now uh, okay. which can okay. grow phenomenally forget about the hotel holidays bus train where we are we are we are really at the beginning in all those spaces. but in the air segment itself we are at 7.5 percent and then there's so much of international market to capture so honestly speaking i think we may not get time in our lifetimes to do anything else beyond this uh, this this itself uh, you know and i think uh, it's good that you know we are focused on this and we want to continue grow in this space just because uh, you know with with every uh, this is a great responsibility as well on our shoulder to to actually make the change which we can by by sitting where
0: we are sitting right now have you also taken up any interest in angel investing and and, and you know supporting other startups at a personal level
1: uh, yeah yeah I'm I'm doing a uh, few bit whatever I can uh, you know it's it's something which uh, you know I am looking for good companies uh, who who could be the next ease matter if it's possible uh, and if I could nurture them if I could help them in whichever whichever sense I can so I'm 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 trying to, to find some companies yes
0: no this is so interesting <laughs> I, mean, I don't even realize we made it an hour. <laughs> and we've got a chance to take any audience question. I, do, I don't even know if I'll have a chance to take an audience question today. But uh, I, I think I have one last question to ask you. If people want, if, if, if a founder here wants to reach out to you and uh, you know wants, wants to pitch their idea to you, because right, you're also investing now, what's the best way to get in touch? Uh, to my in email touch? address,
1: uh, prashant at easemytrip.com.
0: So guys, Prashant at Trip. If you want one of the, like I said, the 0.10% of Indian uh, founders out there uh, to look at your company, Prashant at EaseMyTrip.com. Uh, you can email him out. I will. I will take any questions that you have. Uh, we're going to go through rapid fire. You know, I've already taken Prashant's time. I know he's had a very, very, very full last for 72 hours. So we'll take him through rapid fire. If we have a chance to take a couple of questions, we'll take that. But so do put your questions. In the comment section, but uh, until then, Prashant, I'll take you quickly through rapid fire. As you know, rapid fire is just about 10-12 questions. I'll just shoot them out at you, whatever first comes to mind. You know, you're expected oh, to blurt okay. it out, right? And unfortunately, there's no hamper at the end of this, but uh, we we will uh, we will have some fun with this. Uh, right. So, okay. I, I think the first first question and and all the odd one to ask you, but I, I think it's a very important one. Is that one piece of advice you would give to founders about fundraising?
1: Oh, okay. You know, research. Read about the the person you're going to pitch. And if you can make a personal connect, then, then your story will be much more reliable uh, for the for the for the investor to read. Uh, you know, if they if if, if then if the investor knows that you have done a due diligence on on whom you're approaching. That means you probably are doing due diligence in your business as well.
0: Oh, that's so very, very important. point. If you've done due diligence. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Very well put. Uh, Second question. uh, It's a Peter Thiel question, right? From his book, Zero to One. One thing that you know to be true, but very few people agree with you on this. One thing that I know to be true, but very few people agree. Wow
1: i should think more about it i don't think so i have an answer for <laughs> that right now because i that think can whatever create, i think most people agree with. raising money
0: <laughs> that you <could> can create a performing <laughs> <start a> program <laughs> without raising money
1: <laughs> uh, yeah i mean you could say that that you know had had this plan not uh, you know but if if we had not reached where we have reached a lot of people would have thought we are fools that we let go of so many vc offers isn't it
0: True, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, we,
1: we we got a lot of opportunity in in the in the meanwhile, which we couldn't take because of the 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 uh, the, the ethos but, we um, were following. Yeah, the ethos yeah, we were following. So, uh, had this not panned out the way it did, uh, you know, a lot of people would say, "Like, look at them."
0: And honestly, I have seen Prashant. At least in my experience, I've seen startups and I've seen founders who. Who've actually changed their entire ethos because they need because you know somebody dangled a twenty-five, thirty, maybe $50 million dollar check in front of them and suddenly yeah. changed change the entire company for that. Yeah, and correct. till date, I don't think any of those companies have actually worked out, right? Because yeah, if, I mean you know, it never does. You
1: can ne- you can never retrofit your business for the money. Correct. You know, it doesn't work that way. The business should be the core and money should be fitting in the business, not the business to be fitting in the money.
0: So true. So true. And when do you get your best work done? Are you a morning person or night person?
1: Uh, I'm a night person. I love to work till two and a half, three a.m. And um, you know, I I usually I'm I sleep very less. I should be sleeping more. I sleep only for five and a half, six hours a day, and that's just a habit I've gotten into. I wish I and I I'm I'm a terrible sleeper. I've always been a terrible terrible sleeper, but yeah, I
0: wish I could get more sleep. So if you're writing an email, guys, <laughs> you're writing after twelve, 12 midnight to Kassan, <laughs> That's the time, it gets red. Uh, who's your favorite superhero? And
1: okay, that's also interesting. I have quite a few. Uh, I could say who's my favorite super. You mean superhero like a superhero or like a real person superhero? No, no, like oh, superhero. <laughs> like super for sure. Batman. You know my Batman. Oh, it's so obvious, right? This guy is real. You know, he, he, he basically uses his fist. He's, he's, he doesn't have all those superpowers, yet he, he is a superhero, as we all say him as a superhero. It, this, this guy is totally relatable uh,
0: to me. Being a real superhero. <laughs> so, and, and what is the first name that comes to your mind when you mm-hmm. hear the words... The two words successful entrepreneur. Who's the first person that comes to mind when you hear, when you think of that?
1: Oh, Elon Musk. I say that? I have a huge man crush on him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In fact, <laughs> Ankur said Ankur says that uh, Batman Madman works at night as well. That's only oh, why. So what's uh, what's i guess you're a very recent investor so so i'll uh, you know i'll ask you another question Like, what's one piece of advice that you would give your 18 year old self hmm. yo know, i should have
1: started experimenting with entrepreneurship while i was in the college i should have done that i i you know i i just didn't know so much about entrepreneurship at that time and i wish i did and i i you know for the four years in the college while I was doing so many of the things which I shouldn't have, uh, I I could have done some experimentation with entrepreneurship at that time. Surely.
0: And do you, do you, do you uh, I mean I, IIT Madras has an amazing list of companies coming out of it. And I, are you now going back to Almata and and, and looking at uh, you know supporting companies out of there? So uh, you know to be honest, I haven't done much of
1: angel investment yet. Uh, it's just that we we got some monies only recently. Uh, This is only one and a half, two months from now, right? So, but yes, I'm in touch with few IIT Madrasas, all, you know, young entrepreneurs to see whatever value I can provide.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, What's two things that you have on your bucket list that are still not done? Okay, so
1: one thing I did do a bit, but I want to do more of it. uh, And I haven't done all of it yet. about a year back, I I left my phone, I left my laptop at home, and I stayed in a monastery in Nepal for 12 days, and wow. Uh, wow. and you know I was among 300 monks, and you know we meditated uh, for 14 hours a day, and that was that was like a really really peaceful time for me, and um, my 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 goal was to basically to be a monk at at one point, uh, you know when I was when during the IIT times. I did think about it a lot to become a monk. And, uh, you know, I, I probably would want to do that more. I would want to, you know, do that for at least a couple of months. And, uh, wow. you know, yeah. that's, that's something which 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 I, I I get inclined to. And the other thing, uh, of course, uh, which is on my bucket list uh, is, uh, you know, I'm playing quite a bit of chess these days. Uh, I spend at least half an hour to one hour every day. Uh, my current LO ranking or LO rating is 1450. Uh, I definitely want to take it uh, to the north of
0: 1800 and I'm working on it. Wow, we, maybe sure. Hopscotch will talk to you about that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, a, a last two questions for you. Uh, what's the best and what's the worst advice in business that you've ever received?
1: Uh, okay, so I can talk about the best. Worst, I don't even know. Uh, you know i you know i don't into i wouldn't remember the worst ones right i just forget the good ones i i remember you know one time i was told that many a times you have to take the leap of faith first and the trust part comes later and i i found it to be very true you know many a times you just have to go for it and then the trust gets built over the period of time it, it's not that you you're always born with the trust of what's going to happen the doubts the the self-doubts will keep cropping in all the time and it's just that you you need to learn how to control them, and how to how to move forward in life. And I I found it very helpful. Whenever I am in doubt, I actually repeat the sentence to
0: myself, and and you know I go forward with it. Take a leap of faith. The trust will, the trust will have to be built I will follow. Very interesting. And last question and 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 uh, for the night, which is what is one business you wish you would have funded.
1: I, there could be so many, right? Uh, the hindsight is always so clear. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's so many. I mean, I'm going to be lying if I say, oh, no, you know, this is what I wanted. This is what I do. There's so many. There's so many good, exciting things the world has done. Like, is my trip is probably nothing in compared to what all people are doing. In fact, to some level, uh, the reason I say that I'm a big fan of uh, Elon Musk is, uh, you know, I really, really admire what he's doing with uh, Neuralink, the new company. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I, I wish I could get an internship in that company right now. That's that's how I f- sometimes wish about it. You know, it's it's just going to be a whole new, uh, you know, bulb moment, the, the the bulb moment which, you know, which happened for Thomas Edison, right, in 1800s. I think this is going to be another huge thing where you can connect, you know, you can connect uh, the silicon mm-hmm. to your brain uh, as what he's trying right now. True, true. And, I think uh, that's going to be the biggest revolution ever uh, in in our lifetime, and I, I wish I could be I could just even go over there and do an internship over there right now. So there's so many things which I would I would want to do, but uh, yeah, that's 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 something which I wish I I had started noodling to be honest.
0: So I, I think I'm gonna ask ask my team. We need we need to make a concerted effort to reach out to Elon Musk. There has been five or six founders who want to 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 to, to get a link to him. It's time that so, we write him an email and ask him to come for the 50th episode the of the Money thing,
1: The biggest thing is, you know, how does he even get mind space to run so many 500 billion dollar companies? You know, that's 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 so amazing. You know how 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 do we even juggle so much between one company
0: to the other company? You know. I know, as VC's, we keep telling our founders concentrate on one company. You need to build one company at a time, yeah, and then so and obviously, doing,
1: right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he's out there like doing five, four, five companies. He's thinking about all these things that he's gonna, he's building and going to build, and you know, and the way he's raising capital and and his share prices for that, it's, it's truly amazing. Okay. So, I know Prashant, I've taken ten extra minutes, and it's been a very long three days for you, but so. I, I all I can say is thank you so much. I, I, I like you I, I I like the fact that you're humble that you don't think is my trip has done a lot, but true truly this is a this is an amazing story like in in a world where obviously you're seeing all these companies are putting copious amounts of cash uh, and are being told to unfortunately, it's not I don't think the founders really want to go out and burn money, but but there is a lot of you know uh, peer pressure that if somebody else is going too quickly, I need to go quickly, otherwise they're gonna eat up the entire market, right? uh and then you you have you have a story like yourself right? like and you can build a five thousand crore business yes you can build wealth for yourself and no you don't need to burn uh investor cash or your own cash for that matter and i'm so excited that at least the followers of the money talks get a chance to listen to that and and hopefully when this episode goes live uh on all the platforms a lot more people will learn from your experience thank you so much for your time tonight
1: our pleasure is all mine. thank you so
0: much for having me over here thank you so much have a good night Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. We'll catch you again next week. Bye.